A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's guest, Northwest winner, BSB winner, TT competitor, you're not one TT yet. I can't say you won that one. <laughs> Glenn, welcome, mate. Thanks for coming on the podcast. To go on to to win, to continue that streak, stuff of dreams, really. Both my feet were off the pegs on a straight line, flat out. I remember saying during the week, I can't wait. I'm at Donington, and I said why, and I was like, because I'll still be here. Sitting back on the tank, about 180 mile an hour, and my airbag completely exploded. I became like a parachute. It was like, whoa! My dad gave us all PW50s, I think, when we turned around three to four. Oh, Kawasaki brought him in and they paid him for yeah. fucking to win the championship and all. If, if you were Taron McKenzie, stayed in British Superbike, probably any team would have took him or made the move that he's made. Fucking's Bonanza. Fucking's Bonanza. Yeah. <laughs> Bonanza. If I had have studied any of my GCSEs, like I studied Isle of Man TT, but that day is probably the first that I had a realisation because I went, this is me. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Pushing Limit Podcast with me, Danny Bucken. Today's guest, Northwest winner, BSB winner, TT competitor. You're not one TT yet, I can't say you won that one. <laughs> Glenn, welcome mate, thanks for coming on the podcast. Cheers, mate. Thanks for asking me. Uh, look, looking forward to this. This could be interesting. <laughs> looking forward to having a chat. Trying to replicate, yeah, being chilled. But right, let's talk, mate. Straight away, we'll get into Northwest because obviously coming off um, coming off a, a successful Northwest in my books, probably the same for you. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was great. You know, the Northwest is a funny one. It's uh, obviously the only local event that I get to do in in my calendar. So to go into race at home and in front of you know they sort of earmark around hundred thousand fans. There, there is no better feeling, but there's so many other factors to it. You know, I think people look and see Glenn, the motorbike rider there that, you know, hopefully he goes and wins his races, but you know, you're also a father. So the motorbikers in you and he wants to win the races. The father bit is looking at your kids every day and being like, Oh, I can't wait till it's... I remember saying during the week, I can't wait till I'm at Donington. And I said, why? And I was like, because I'll still be here. Yeah. You know, do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's a, it's different... a huge roller coaster of emotions. It, oh, you, that's why the passion and the celebrations there are absolutely, it, you know, it dwarfs anything else I do because there's so much love, passion and 
the crowd is like charged as such. It's just incredible. But to go and to to win to continue that streaks stuff of dreams really yeah it's mad because obviously you're local like you're local and to have a local win because obviously you're not fighting just like other locals like obviously Alistair uh, you've got obviously like David Todd you've got all the other guys there like it's a mental event isn't it and like you said like even though people say in our circle don't they oh yeah it's the safest road race mate it's still a road race and you can still hurt yourself can't you so like you said you have that in you it must be so difficult like being a parent as well and actually like I, like, I find it I don't I find it quite hard coming to racing knowing that like you know compared to like the man that does an office job the risk we take with our life is so much more that increases at Northwest doesn't it yeah and then that increases <laughs> again like tenfold doesn't it to the TT absolutely um you know that that comment like you say so many people say oh Northwest it's a big short circuit I think I think it really derives from the fact that British superbike competitors and in the past world superbike and Grand Prix guys entered the northwest so it sort of it got like a a circuit theme to it but the like the last time i looked um turn one is that i went out and watched sorry fourth gear and fourth gear flat chat and you open up turn three or turn two that has a terrible bump go back to third gear your furniture is walls furniture is what they yeah they, we need to explain to people so, so the furniture is like the lamp post, the walls like yeah. the gravel trap yeah. so in the bsb <laughs> there is no furniture you yeah. go to the gravel trap in the the road race and the furniture is what you may hit so you always have a curb and a curb yeah. is essentially yeah. half a foot of yeah. a solid wall so yeah. that's just how you want yeah. to put it so hit that with any part of your body at any speed that that alone is enough to to give you the worst yeah. outcome yeah you have lampposts that uh, I think health and safety is why there's bales around them, but I think hitting the bale at that speed, that's probably to tick off a, a safety sheet as yeah. such. Um, there's there's so much. There's there's walls, there's railway bridges, there's railings. You know, there is there is so much that like none of it is a short circuit. There is one or two chicanes that are <laughs> yeah. man-made. And the straight may be yeah. a short circuit. Yeah. Maybe you can get away with <laughs> yeah. crashing at Juniper chicane and that, but the two guys that did this year both had concussion, James Hilaire and Mike Brown. So, no, it's it's absolutely a road race. Um, I struggled a lot this year on Tuesday. The bike wouldn't go in a straight line. That was one of my I questions, admit, actually. Honestly, when yeah. I say that. Like crosswind. Two, crosswind and probably a little bit... I think in, it turns out maybe our steering damper was literally too too loose, but crosswind, bit of steering damper, bit too short of a bike, you know, too too like yeah. too agile. And the Ducatis have that like, notorious <laughs> sort of weave anyway, don't they? It weaves because even yeah. when it was good, you know, it was uh, when it was when it felt good to me. I watch it back on TV, and for sure it was still weaving. But I cannot tell you how scary that is. Like I came in and I said, "Boys, if that's like this on Thursday, we are not racing on yeah, Saturday." Yeah, you know, that probably sounds like, oh, what an overreaction. He's had a bad day. He's 7th or 8th. Man, I couldn't go straight. I nearly went through the heads on the first lap on Tuesday. Josh Brooks seen it. My Both my feet were all... You'll never get this in BSB. Both my feet were off the pegs on a straight line, flat out. And it scared... Oh, just because it kicked the side of the bike out. It just completely yeah. went and it swapped left and right. My hands were nearly off the bars. You know, what else did I have? Another scary moment just while we were on that. So on Thursday... The stability was now improved. Um, engine character, I was struggling. So I still didn't feel comfortable. But we were now going okay. The pace was coming. I'm coming flat out back to Port Rush. I'm wide open. I'm on my best qualifying lap. I've just met some traffic. You don't get frustrated because it is what it is. You yeah. can't barge your way back. So lose a bit of time. Sitting back on the tank, about 180 mile an hour. And my airbag completely exploded. 
I felt like somebody had drove into the back of me because when they go off, obviously, and at that speed, yeah. So my hands just about held onto the bars because I became like a parachute. It was like, Whoa! and you're tucked in, obviously, and you've got your chest on the tank, and then that explodes. It was, you up. it was Wind insane. So obviously, uh, Alpine Stars, you know, the, who we both use for airbags, are absolutely fantastic. And in one sense, it's very, very good. Their stuff has developed, you know, mainly say around short circuits. Yeah, not, yeah, so not for the road. I'm yeah. looking forward. They're going to download it, and they'll they will improve. Uh, the airbag for the, the future maybe also. the sensitivity with a kick off yeah, a bump or something road racing so I can't wait I'm actually looking forward to see like what did it what was the G force what was yeah. the speed and maybe, more than, yeah, maybe don't want to know yeah but does that when you like when you're riding around obviously and you're struggling like you like you're trying hard obviously to go a bit faster but you have to respect the fact that it's a road race does that like the whole family thing are you just like mate like you said like, I'm not going to risk it on Saturday if it's not right because yeah. of that like because of the whole risk element it really it really comes into it then so Tuesday I couldn't even push around a corner because the bike was that unstable in the straight yeah. when I got the corner it was like oh thank god I'm at the yeah. next corner yeah on Thursday the bike was going straight but it was very ill handling in general I didn't want to I rid hard I didn't feel comfortable to ride harder without introducing too much risk and by Friday you know it's like right main race day is the next day I'm looking at my kids and I'm thinking like I, I, I want to win but like I'm not going to do anything that's going to jeopardise them not having a father in their life it's mad you know, it's, it's crazy, crazy yeah, it's how you think yeah. like, it's like what job there is jobs like it like yeah. I'm sure when you go to war what job do you go to? And you can't guarantee, like, it's, I guess it's like that in short circuits, but you cannot guarantee, no guarantee you're going to sit down and eat dinner with your family. No, there's none. At that night. And yeah. it is so bloody hard. When we went out on Saturday and the bike was drastically improved, mainly due to engine character, I felt so comfortable without sounding arrogant. I knew we would win the races. You, it just, you, you know you when you're going to win it. a race. Yeah. And then you can really enjoy the Northwest for what it is. The fans, you can... When I kissed my kids before I went onto the grid on Saturday, like it wasn't as emotional. When I kissed him before qualifying on Thursday, when Andrew shook my hand on Thursday morning or before the first session Saturday, before we had the improvement of handling, you get that silent yeah. handshake and hug. I I had trembled. If he had a spoke to me, I couldn't yeah. have spoke. And yeah. he, he actually doesn't know that. I could. Yeah. That's the power of what road racing does. Yeah, yeah it's, it's mental. And how much different, like, in terms of setup, like, obviously, for a short circuit, we try and make it the tyre last, like, like, obviously, try and get the engine characteristics and the engine braking, like, obviously, for the circuit. How do you go about, like, setting up for the bike? Because, obviously, they've got bikes moving around everywhere. It's bucking, it's weaving. It's, like, trying to be late on the brakes. So you've got to have stability for brakes. The wheelbase is probably long, is it? It's, then you're changing direction, like... It's weird. You can, uh, you can try to set it up like a boat long steel yeah. but when we went like I say I think our first problem was we read a package slightly different to BSB now by saying that it was more the engine because it's different rules different yeah. rules and stuff like that and then the the steering damper was our biggest problem so I would say from a short circuit go a bit on yeah. but the more on you go then you come to a chicane at high speed and you can't you nearly crash because you can't turn can you imagine telling your mechanic what's the problem like, mate I had, it, I had it bike shit. why is bike shit damper Honestly, definitely yeah, I had it on Saturday, and we would we. I'm sure you've never caught. Have you ever went out in BSB and came in and went? I think the steering numbers holding me mate, back. Mate, I've had like, my steering number once so wound on, like there must have been a problem with it. It's like, dreadful, like, mate. I couldn't turn. It was like this, and I was like, I, I can't. Like, there's a big issue with the bike. This bike is like, there's a terminal issue, and it was. I can't remember what year it was, and I literally. Like went through the paddock, mate, nearly crashed because I couldn't turn the bars to correct itself. <laughs> so I was just turning one way, 
turning the other way, and I was like, nah, this is this is a and yeah. that was a damn yeah, that, that, it's that so was simple. On Saturday we had an outlap, and I I came back, and they're like, well, how is it? I was like, damn so much better, but I, I nearly crashed at Macroboy, and they're like, how? I was like. I, it was that tight when I went left to right it got this big rigid like knot because it was so yeah. like horrendous but in general we ended up um, I'm sure I could have read my full BSB setting with a slightly stiffer damper and um, we ended up like lowering the rear pushing the front of the bike out but we had we actually ran a short wheelbase in the end so you don't need to go you can go ridiculously stable then you can't go around the corners yeah because there's some high speed corners there's a section you know, where a lot of incidents have happened underneath the railway bridge and you're hauling it left or right and you go over the worst bump in the world yeah. and there's you're right out to the curb protectors and yeah it's a fine balance if, if i was to restart the northwest week i would go with my bike as we left alton park two clicks in the stair and dumber and what do you think about the limit like of the north like how much quick can people go it's a good if question. it's you or if it's somebody else how much because obviously you boys like you Davey Todd obviously Seeley everyone's pushing the boundaries now aren't they like everyone was getting closer the superbike race was good actually obviously I, I wish it went the full distance <laughs> so I think it would have both, I think all of you would have had a proper go because you seem to get a gap and then it gets sucked back and it goes it's so hard to manage isn't it the gap like, you, like you got to break circuit. the slipstream and I think yeah. in that last race we had probably just about done that we were you about to come like the long straight or something uh, 1.1 1. across the okay, line yeah so maybe by the time we come to Mill Road, if you can get that to about 1.5, yeah. you, you should be gone. Is that um, the plan? Is that you? Yeah, like, right, I, just, I, I need to push like, through there. Yeah. Again, I don't mean it arrogantly. It felt really easy. Um, it always does. We, the best races yeah, do. I hate man, it's that. So, it's so easy to I win. It's so hard to finish second. I know. And then to try and replicate <laughs> that sometimes, you go, well, I've just got not to try. And you don't try. And you, you ever ride around, around in like, 12 and you're like, yeah, trying and everything. And then when you're winning, it's like, I could do this Yeah, but then when you go, right, I just need to relax for this round. And you go out and you're like, right, yeah, nice, relax. Come in. Right, boys, where am I? 15th. What? I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. And then I don't, yeah, it's such a hard thing, isn't it? It's so strange. But yeah, slipstream is so effective there. It, it brings the guys back in line. But to answer your question about lap time, I actually went through the airport this morning. Um, I said to somebody, um, basically what the question you've just asked, if you replace all the furniture, the lampposts, you put gravel traps everywhere, I think you would do that. We were doing 419s. I'm sure in the race we could have went 418, 17s with just, we were starting to get going. I think you'd be looking at 414s. Um, now, you cannot ride it any harder than how you're riding it um, because how we ride it is really hard braking. Yeah. Not too much trail braking. And a uh, good adjustment there, Donnie. Good adjustment there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bit of preload on the mic. Yeah, bitch. But um, <laughs> you do all your braking upright. Yeah. For all the trail braking in the corner, you don't really do that. One or two areas, it's really safe. And then you try to fire out of the corner hard. Yeah. So you're doing that style the best you can. You're trying 100% for that style. But if you brought that style to here, yeah, you'll be outside the top 20. Wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. No, it wouldn't. If no. you want, I can try it this weekend. But go on, do it in FP1. You know, it'd be good for you guys, but it wouldn't be good for me. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, let's see if it goes in FP1. Why do is the he first riding like that, mate? He looks like a dickhead. He's <laughs> 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 like club racer. Worse. No, I look like good. a club racer. My style's horrendous, isn't it? Like, you, you, you've you've got like, a good road racing style, genuinely. Yeah. Like Hickman style. It's not hanging off. It's not yeah. like short circuit, but it works. And like, it works well. You are the weirdest person to follow because when you brake, you like go to the front of the bike, then you let the brake off and push your waist back. I don't know how your data looks, mate. 
though. Your data traces must just be because you literally like let the brake off, then you like push your ass back, then you get your knee off, then you throw your shoulder down. It's like I'm like behind you, like fucking hell, what's he doing? It actually urges me to get past. I'm like I need to get past quicker. Like, I obviously, no, no, it look, yeah, but it's what it's, it's weird. Uh, like Andy's style as well. Andy's got a bit of a road yeah. and, Like I'm not saying I'm like him. Because I don't do the elbow down, but he rides a bit. He does a bit of that weird stuff. I tell you who I think I'm most like Keenan, because Keenan used to break uh, yeah. and then slide his bum right yeah, back. Yeah. So I break obviously like forward, you say, I'm yeah. right forward, and then I end with up with your weird sliding. fingers. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> We've discovered that Glenn Hi. breaks with three fingers, and he didn't know. I break with the outside <laughs> three fingers. Yeah. Like everyone in the world breaks with the index or finger. We have one or two. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. I break with that. Yes, it works. Mate. I wish I didn't know. I'm going to be thinking about going to Melbourne. Do you oh, pull yeah, much more butt? than anyone. Probably 19, 20. Oh, shit. Ridiculous, yeah. That's mad. I said to Andrew before we came here, if anyone passes me into the Melbourne loop this weekend, fair and square, you know, if I attack yeah. I'll give him 100 quid. Oh, oh, I'm glad yeah. you've got this noted so down there. I'll be going for that one. You're going to say it's BMW. You're going to say it's BMW going straight to the Aspey or whatever. Big wings. It's just always been my strength breaking. I wish my style was like, say, like you elbow no, down but it's, for yeah, a photo. But it's, like, no. I, can't, I can't do it. No, it's just, it's what, isn't it? Like my style, what? I've kind of just adapted. Yeah, like just always sort of some bikes maybe had to lean forward a little bit more in the apex to keep the front down, to keep it turning or whatever. I don't know, but I've ended up, yeah, like that. Like obviously Marquez was doing You're it and saving modern. it. But then yeah. you look at Shaky and he always he was, said about yeah. keeping his bum centre on yeah. the bike. And yeah. if you look at Johnny Ray... Again, yes, he's hanging off more. Not a lot. But he's still yeah. quite his bum centered. Yeah. And if someone said to me, "How do you feel your motorbike?" I feel it all completely through Top my rack. bum. Yeah, he don't hang, so he's not weird. elbow. He's more like upright. Yeah, sort of. it's strange. Isn't it's it? weird. And you watch the MotoGP boys. Every single one of them on a corner exit. If you watch them, they lean forward so much on the corner exit. But that's if I, funny. If as I'd well. done that here, I think the front would go like. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. It's, it's weird, isn't it? How different bikes work. Yeah. But anyway, let's let's talk about. So obviously, you've come from a racing family. Your dad was successful, weren't he? And we spoke about Andrew on a podcast um, about how he got into it. And was it a similar story for you? Like, did you just yeah. was you always going to be a motorbike racer, or was you going to be a tradesman? That's I, what I mean. Yeah, like, no, definitely, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not great at the trade. Um, You're my, not a grafter my, like nah, that. Nah, like I like uh, <laughs> like I graft for this job. Like you know, training, training, yeah, yeah. yeah sponsors ever like yeah. people probably listen to podcasts they don't see how much we do like my phone it's yesterday job. Mate, i was yeah. not off my phone and laura said can we just please eat dinner together and yeah i was eating dinner but you're still having to do you know, might be a social media post you have to do for mm. a new sponsor and then you have to do this and then there was a problem with my merchandise yeah. and i had to do that and whatever else but my dad gave us all pw50s i think when we turned around three to four and yeah. um, absolutely loved it you know rid motocross the whole way through that was the journey right up till i was 17 probably like andrew graham was uh we were good but graham was exceptional um you know i knew i wouldn't make a career in it Um went to tech and done uh, refrigeration and air conditioning but at that stage that was uh for like a backup to if i probably didn't know if what i've became in racing didn't work out but at that stage I hadn't even started short circuits, but I think in my head I knew I was going to be a motorbike rider. This. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to go and Did do this. Did you always want to do like Northwest and TT? Was that always an aspiration as well? North, North, younger Northwest years? always was. Uh, like t- before, TT, yeah. honestly, uh, wasn't so much. But one side on a track day, I got my knee down on the outlap on turn three. A tra- I was going to say Kirsten. Yeah. And I thought, oh my word. Yeah. You know when you get that, like uh, people talk about realisations. So I'm like really into, I know Andrew spoke about like my meditating and yeah. my self-awareness now. And I get realizations a lot now, and it's I feel it's just elevate me to like yeah. like I feel like I'm 
I'm a weirdo. I'm like vibrating at this really high frequency yeah. and all this good stuff's happening. But that day is probably the first that I had a realization because I went, this is me. Yeah. I can do it. It just felt like this is me. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, this is it. And it was from that moment, it was always going to be it. It wasn't easy. Yeah. We, you know, and then you, cause I, I, yeah, I just remember you in the, the, with the white CBR. I can't remember why I remember which bitch of you, the white CBR 600. And then obviously that next year you come over to BSB, mm-hmm. the Superstock. When everyone was saying that you've come, you've been paid to help me win the championship. Remember, <laughs> Do you remember Park? that? Yeah, and yeah. we just went long of it. It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was meant. That was at Alton Park Alton at Park, the end last of uh, two thousand and nine. That actually yeah. was. So yeah. I ended up racing at home again in two thousand and ten because the the ride didn't really materialise ah, money wise. Yeah. So it was uh, the O nine bike was actually an old Jixer. Ah, so it yeah. was, and then the O ten was a CBR six hundred. So, oh, so yeah, okay, yeah, we yeah. came to Alton. I think I qualified Your front row. Front row. Yeah. You were pull. I think were. Yeah, I think you second or third. I think I crashed at Knickerbrook. I'm, or his sure. I'm sure I did, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I remember all that. Like, oh, Carl's like, you brought him in. They paid him for yeah. fucking to win the championship and all. Yeah, so we funny. just played along with it, didn't we? Yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah, definitely has, yeah. I'm I was sure like, I don't even know. We all ended up pissed because it was end of season. At last BSB, my first ever round. That was wild that I'm night. I'm sure there was a fight between was like, uh, like Dominic Usher or something oh, like that. Oh, mate, so many fights. Just Trailer or something. And mate, it was crazy. so many fights. It was literally one man poured a beer over my mate's head. So I like dragged him out. <laughs> Outside. And as I like dragged him outside, he, the guy, one guy was calming me down, <laughs> Alex from Horny Jeans, and the guy, oh, he, yeah, he was calming me down. Looked so he, like Vin Diesel. Yeah, he was facing me, and then so he's facing me, and then all of a sudden this guy just throws a bottle and it hits the back of this guy's head, Alex's head. So Alex turns around and just goes boom and flops this guy, and then it just there was just carnage. Every you look there was like different fights. I, mean, it's I was so like, hard this to is, believe it's fourteen yeah. years ago. Like, it's mad, isn't it? I know. Same and it was just like. This is mad, man. It's fights <laughs> everywhere. Like, what is going that on? That was my love of BSB. I was like, oh, yeah. I love it. I want to come I back. Like, this never happens at BSB. And it was just a, it was a big fight. But obviously, it, it doesn't happen on a race weekend, things that don't happen. But I guess when you get a load of personalities, like we've experienced it before when we all drink together, we all just get wild, don't we? And just get loose and do stupid things. And there's no better night. Mate, no. Again, we flew over into Birmingham and we, Andrew goes, oh, what's the football ground? I went, Andrew's Resort World. You know, like Andrew being Andrew, that's where we go at the NEC. That's where we got and thrown it, out of the got, casino. Yeah, I got us talking about it. We're like, how much do you love drinking with the other riders? It's just wild though, isn't it? We all, I don't know if it's like a ego thing where we're like, we're just, he's done something funny, I need to do something funnier, something funnier, funnier, funnier. I don't know, but it ends up bad, didn't it? It's, it's really like, because like, there's no, like, say, like you say, it becomes probably more mad than bad. There's no badness in. No, I think there's in, nothing mad or bad about us, it. Yeah. We're no. all like the nicest of people yeah. would help anyone, but when you put us together and you put a bar beside you, it's just funny. And then, like, throw the casino into it and whatever else. It's just absolutely it's ridiculous. It's funny, though, isn't it? It's yeah. like, it's a funny, it's not like you said, it's not harmful. We're not being harmful to people. We're not beating people up. We're not, like, going out and causing trouble it's just amongst us it's trouble isn't it it's just we're all like, like locked up 12 year olds you just times, around the casino yeah. and you see every different rider at different tables and you're just looking around like yeah yeah it's funny <laughs> it's but that's class. just what it's about that is like BSB though the community like we want to beat each other when we're on track but we've got respect for each other away yeah. from the circuit and I think that's such a good thing about BSB is that we all want to kick each other's ass because yeah. it's our job to do so for the teams for the sponsors but we all respect each other and you'll go back to the motorhome at night and bump into each other and chat and I think that's such a, like almost like a community feeling, isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? It's a good thing because I think it's something that, you know, we're, we're all different as in some writers have felt, you know, over the years that, 
you know, I think Alistair's probably a good example. Um, so Alexis Seeley, he likes maybe a, a rival where they they make a feud as such. Get but, a bit of motivation yeah, for you. Yeah. And if that's what works for you, fair play. But, you know, for me, like, I've always felt I could eat breakfast with my biggest rivals and race them that yeah, day. I could me, go to yeah. the bar with yeah. them. You know, I don't need to hate you as a person to go out no. and to fight with you this weekend. No. Like, you're, you know, I, I really like you, but I'm looking forward to getting stuck in against you. Yeah, but you're you. just racing each other, aren't you? Yeah. That's how and, I see it, yeah. And like you say, BSB's meant. I think one thing that unfortunately happened that brought us all closer together was when Chrissy's accident happened. I think it's quite it's quite known now about the group chat, so we had a group chat with an idea of a tribute that we all bought Started into. by you, really. You, you yeah, were kind of the behind the T-shirts, weren't you? Yeah. T-shirt thing in, but every rider within minutes had said yes, you know, which yeah. was really great to see. And I think it was Brooksy then followed the lead and said, look, guys, I think this is good. We can talk about problems. Yeah. Uh, there was also Jason had a really tough weekend at Alton Park, you know, with Tommy and, and Hickey and the collisions. He got a lot of, you know, very undeserved abuse, like, hate mail, death threats nearly on social media. And, it was nice that we could all be together for each other. And now that turned into, as you know, a group where five of us speak to Stuart Higgs. Yeah. And we actually sort Four things now, out. Tommy got the sack. Yeah, before to- yeah Tom- Tom- Tommy got the sack. <laughs> so Tommy we did. So uh, Tommy was swearing too much. But yeah, uh, yeah Tommy got sacked. And uh, we all put ideas in. Mm. And if there is an idea that there's a consensus that many of us agree with, we put that to Stuart. Yeah. And the thing is, things are happening. I think it's, yeah. it's brilliant. I think the group's mega because it a it filters out people going to Stuart directly and going oh rah, rah, rah. so it stops Stuart getting nagged at because riders do like a nag sometimes and Stuart's <laughs> not only got one rider to deal with he's got the paddock to deal with so I think it eliminates that we all sort the problems out between ourselves haven't got to go race direction haven't got to do all that crap have we you know it's kind of like mate what a dickhead or whatever it's like a, a good but example it's a bit badder, uh, isn't it? Liam Delves at Silverstone. Very yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. His bike locked up. Now it's very easy for you and I to say, "What are you doing sitting on the side of the track?" No, I looked up. No, I could have hit him genuinely. If I was yeah. looking, I looked down at my lap time and I looked up and he was there and I went, "Whoa, over!" It he could have seriously so, hurt himself. So, yeah. so dangerous. It could have been the worst for any of us. And I think, you know, it probably looked strong, but I think I and Kyle and a few others were like, "Mate, what were you doing?" Yeah, like, put over. Yeah, and in the end, you know, I like apologized to him as if Liam, I wasn't having a a, a go dig, at you. Yeah. But mate, that could have been so 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 bad safety, for you. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? The the group chat it didn't go to Stuart. No. Or anything like that. Yes, he was aware of it, but we sorted it out amongst ourselves. Yeah. And it's it's so nice to be part of BSB and you know. And even talking about future ideas, things like that, it's, yeah. it's good. It will I help think each it's other. important to I have think it's that. good to be transparent. You know, I know even with deals, some of us talk about you know, helmet deals. Some people haven't even spoken about sponsors in it before. You know, Some of the riders were like, what do you mean sponsors? I, I was like, what? Like, I think it's yeah. good that we, we all have a worth. And, and you're helping you the younger generation. Tell everyone yeah. what you need, what you get for X, Y, and Z. But yeah. if we have a, if we stick together, yeah. we have a value amongst us all. Yeah. It's very important. Definitely. And that's what something, yeah. And I think that's obviously BSB, in itself has has a value but like you said like some of the riders in there didn't even know about sponsors did they or like they're like what like there's a bonus or this bonus and it's like mate yeah like there is stuff you need to put into your contract yeah. with your team but if that's you something if you, if you ask you, you'll get it you yeah, need to know it's something there, you need to put in there like it's quite a but I think yeah like that's something that we're going to do as like a collective the older riders because we're now the old the elders <laughs> sounds really weird but I think that's we're going to help guide the younger generation like Max Cook like yeah. the younger people I think that's something we're going to bring in it's crazy we're the old generation I feel like I'm another 15 mate, years left I don't feel old I'm 30 mad, now I don't feel old I don't feel like I've scratched the surface like, mate, I'm 33 and I feel like I'm 16 well you're doing yeah you're at the, like, you've had a, like you're getting better yeah. and better like yeah. you know if someone said 
Danny wins your best years, you're probably saying I'm riding better now than ever. I know. You yeah. know, I know you've had a rough start to the year, but we're all whilst we all work hard, we all train hard, and we're happy to learn off the young kids, yeah. and we want to fight to stop the young kids getting our top seats. Yeah, it's only going to make you better. And when does that stop? I don't know. I hope it's like. 40s and not yeah. like you know well it is look at Haslam yeah. Haslam's, Haslam's 40 Josh is 40 soon Richard yeah, it, Cooper yeah. he's not an R class but he's a top rider yeah. Brooksy Shaky was still at the top of his game you who know but when he got injured who was recent was it Wells oh, Bautista Bautista, like 40. Bautista. <laughs> he's getting better and what's your hopes do you ever want to go Worlds like you ever thought about Worlds or what's your goals really, like, yeah. really, really weird one that because I think every kid aspires to be like a world superbike yeah. champion um, I think it's also good you know in life to be to be a re- realistic to set goals that you can achieve because then when you achieve them along the way you only build your confidence I would love to say I've done a World Superbike race, I would love to do the Donington Park wildcard on machinery that is... Factory Ducati. To, to spec, yeah, to standard, that allows you... you know, we're not going to win the race, but to be well in that top 10. Yeah. Um, but for me, if you said, Glenn, you can be World Superbike champion, um, like I am an affable character, and people might think, there's no way you'd really believe what you're saying, but World Superbike champion or British Superbike champion in 2023 and add that to your two Northwest Superbike wins. That's something different. Yeah. And that's, you know what, that's what I want. I don't have to travel too far. Go have a young family. Bed, basically, yeah. yeah. Sunday yeah. night I'm home. If yeah. we have an early flight, sometimes I'm able to go to my local Indian. Yeah. So I, I, I could win a race or two and be sitting in my kitchen table at quarter past ten with my missus, a couple of the people that work with me, with Andrew and Shan, we're all yeah. on the same flight, and we're sitting eating an Indian. That's like, how easy yeah. is that? Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. The goal's always there, and it's always like, yeah, I really want to have a good go at the at the World Superbike Championship and, and really try it. But for me, yeah, I mean, like we're so lucky that we get to go home. We've got a very competitive championship. Like, obviously, BSB is massively competitive, and then we get to go home. Tell like, me this. So would you have done this, just on this one? Because I know I, adva- I give Taryn uh, advice... Uh, under a lot of alcohol at the NEC. Um, <laughs> Did he take it? Yeah, well, I think he understood it, you know, But and I get I get his decision. But would you have made the move? Would you have, if you were Tyron McKenzie, stayed in British Superbike, probably any team would have took him or made the move that he's made tomorrow? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. I don't know because... So if no, I was no, Taron, I had tell, no tell kids. If I had no kids... <laughs> It's a difficult one because I see the the I see like the with us bike races we always I think we always see the good we always see like we can get there we know we can I think that's like a the arrogance thing we've all got in us so if I had no kids I was like Taron I've done very well for myself over a few years of riding in BSB you know I I don't know 
If it was in his position, I probably would have gone. Depends what he was told, I guess, about mm. the engines and about what bike he was going to get. Because obviously, everyone knows that he's not got the competitive machinery, and everyone knows that if he was competitive on the machinery, he'd be at the front. Yeah. So, because you've got to look at Tom Boo Famous. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not being funny, but yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, to me wins, yeah, wins a race. Yeah, wins yeah. a race, exactly. Absolutely. So for me, I'd, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to say, if it was me now, no, I'd stay in BSB for another five years for sure, because that's me, and obviously I'm older and got kids and and yes, yeah, so you're thinking. Yeah. Like, so I think like, long term, stay yeah. here. But if I was in his shoes, would I've done it? I don't know. Like Bradley. Obviously, they're only doing part of the championship, but it's still that opportunity to show yourself. Will he get a better opportunity next year? Probably. I'd like to think he would. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I think I think we're different because we're a bit older, got family, we've got our sort of lives to set, like the kids going to school, you know what I mean? I think that's... I think we have such different, not values, but I think our priorities are so different because where we are at home. Yeah, we're very like, different. You walk the kids to school, cars, whatever you do. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Whereas he's like, wakes up Monday, right, I'm going to... France next week to ride World Super Sport. Wicked. I'll go out a week early and bring my cycle back. Yeah, and he knows that once yeah. he gets that competitive machinery, I think he's going to be there. I mean, we're obviously huge Carroll fans out anyway. For me, yeah. he's, he's one of the like one of the nicest guys in mm. this uh, in this grid. I think he deserves and deserved a better opportunity it, at the time like, not to go. Money. You know, Morawaki have struggled yeah. so bad in World Superbike. Like they're one of them teams. So when you ask me the question, would you like to be a World Superbike rider? If you can give me a factory machinery yeah. where I can go yeah. and show what I can do, yes. But to be a grid fitter, say like <coughs> no. uh, we've seen Ryan Vickers go and ride, was it the Pedercini yeah, bike yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in Czech Republic yeah. last year? No, if they rang me, not a chance would no. I go. So I just hope Taz gets, uh, I hope he gets... The competitive package. The, yeah, the, the, he's on a Super Stock 600 pretty much. Mate, there's no way he's four seconds you know, the than Padgett the top Honda, which is a top road racing team, have a better 600 than what he has. There's no way he's four seconds a lap slower than them. No. I'm sorry, but he's... No disrespect top. to Harry True Love. Yeah. You know, he's made a great step Boo in his famous. career. Not or Tom, yeah, they're boys, both talented yeah. lads, but like Taron McKenzie is the British Superbike champion. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, he, he is top, top, top class. And, and you he's know, looking at you, see him behind him and you're going... He, like, he four must seconds know. a lap at Aston I'm sure it was and I was like mate that is not Taron like come on yeah but like 25 mile an hour down it's <laughs> it crazy it? but that's the same for me I think like having a top superbike like a proper factory thing and it'd be like boom yeah, yeah. have it so oh, mate let's get on TT <laughs> dying to ask your TT questions <laughs> I've got one of my questions here is actually when you when you sit, what can you explain the feeling of being sat at the top of of obviously the, the start at the top of Bray Hill, whether you'd call a start straight? Like, what's the feeling like when you're sat there? Like, is there a feeling, or are you numb? Like, <laughs> well, like, to, like you've you've said that and already the hairs yeah. and my arms have stood up and just got a massive chill. Because it's quiet, mate. Like you got your head, you got you like you you it's quiet, isn't it? Like when you sat on the grid before the race, there's that element of just quiet. Everything is just mate, silent. It's it's, it's not. It's, you know my experience of it. You know I can only tell you exactly what I experienced. Um, the you walk up onto the grid, your bike's pushed up. You know, like anyone, you're like pushed up quick and get the warmers on it. Um, I was going off twenty two. Some twenty second bike um down the line, so you're a bit further back mm. from where you get the tap in the shoulder. You get the tap. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. You get the you know, the usual chatting to your mechanics a bit, listen to your music, you know, we all have a wingman or an assistant, you know, you get your gels handed to you, you look at him and you get that nod, the nod's different, you 
you then like you tell their demeanor as well. Like, it's yeah, crazy. Like I sat down on the footpath, and Derek Shields must have been going off about eighteen or nineteen, and he's a lad from Dublin that I got on very well with. I sat down beside Derek, and you sit and you chat to each other, and you know what he's thinking. He knows what you're thinking, and what every other rider in the grid, even John McGuinness, because I remember going into his motorhome in one of the race mornings and being like oh mate I couldn't even look at my kids at breakfast and he's like mate it's never going to go away I've been like that every year of race here but I remember sitting chatting to Derek and getting a photo taken and it's crazy people take photos and your brain is doing like you know the monkey in your brain that you want to put in the box is sitting going I wonder if this is his last photo yeah, this yeah. like yeah. you get like I mean it is powerful they come and interview you you <coughs> feel like you're stuttering you give your missus a kid, or you give your missus a kiss, which is very like the Northwest, to be fair, but stronger. It's more eerie. You're, the graveyard is right beside you. Yeah, yeah the so graveyard weird. is right beside you on the grid. <laughs> so yeah. it's uh, how would I describe it? It's very still. It's very vague. Uh, there's a lot of uh, emotion wanting to come out of you. It's very difficult to talk. Yeah. Um, but once you the grid clears and you get on your bike and your man pushes you to the line. down to the line it's all away that's what means you're quiet it, yeah just quiet silent. and you feel amazing and there is so much fun first mile or two is tough tires have cooled down a bit because there is a bit of waiting full tank of fuel but after that it's absolutely incredible and there's a wee target in front of you because we go off in 10 seconds and you just look at that target and hope it's coming to you and yeah. away you go but oh it's eerie it's still it's frightening was you comfortable with yourself when you when using the race would you like right i know my markers i've got my 100%. references because i know you spent a lot of time didn't you obviously looking at the circuit you went there a lot of the time how many corners is it actually like is it i know obviously it's 37.6 like, or 0.4 mile i actually or whatever, don't know how many yeah. corners i just want to yeah it's well under the couple of hundreds um but like did i know where i was going exactly from my first lap um, because that's how like if there's two ways I went to the TT number one you want to be fast number two you want to be safe yeah put them whatever order you want so how do you become fast and safe well to be safe gotta know where you're going yeah. how do you become fast well if it's a left hander coming up you gotta know it's a left so you're on the right side of the road and it yeah. all starts to flow Man, I studied it religiously if I had have studied any of my GCSEs like I studied Isle of Man TT they, they would have give you something like award of distinction yeah like it was so important in terms of how i read the tt to how i studied it that's where the separation is so i studied it so 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 hard and i read it the complete opposite to how i studied it you know you look at photos the bikes leaned over a bit and i'm like there's a michael rudder style that i joke i'm a bit like i was like the old school michael rudder you know yeah. i was so upright Um, never had ne no moments never felt in danger of crashing but that was all my plan. I didn't want to be like, you can't go there and go like, I'm going to have a go. I might, might crash. Don't get me wrong. Some corners you ride bloody hard, but <laughs> bloody hard in the, the road racing way, which is in hard enough, but out really hard, but you're never trail. Like you're never going to risk the front. You know, that was my yeah, approach. Yeah. Um, some bits of track scared me. There's some bits like uh, from Ginger Hall to Ramsey. It is so bumpy. Like I cannot explain to you 
I think I've done that bit on a road bike. High out of control. Yeah, and on the road bike, I think I was doing 35 mile an hour, and it was like, (laughs) and it was like, that was the noise. And I don't know. I said to Hickey, how do you go through there fast? He's like, mate, you just do. And it's just like, you You just kind of get through it. You can't see. Because it's just, by the end of the week, you can't see. Because your eyes start to adapt. There's the strobe lighting. So if it's sunny, that's bad. And when I say Solby is bumpy, it is like it is like an hour. imagine a motor, motocross going through the whoops like say in AMA the top guys are skipping the whoops yeah, perfectly top, 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 yeah. you're doing that for like a mile and a half and then <laughs> and then the trees disappear and the road goes smooth and you're like oh there's the houses I better break next yeah it, it's weird because you've got like amazing. different you've probably got so many different emotions and feelings and like you said like oh I feel like I'm pushing for it but you're not but nah. and then you get to the bumps and it's like oh I feel like I'm overcooking it and then you are oh, back on the smooth bit it's really, and then you get to the mountain the, section oh, and the it's mountain. beautiful and flowy you would love the yeah. mountain like I honestly there is no better bit of motorbike track I have ever ridden my life man they shot it didn't they the north uh, the tt oh. and they just go one way only and the, the amount of people that crash so for, first day so i'm uh, i was given the lamborghini uh aventador and me and someone brother or sponsor or whatever say i'll oh, we'll do a lap of track so i'm coming out of the go- or coming up to the gooseneck out of ramsey and the, all the cones are filtering you into one yeah. lane so the oncoming lane is stopped and i'm like no like i did i wasn't even aware so you come into the gooseneck and there's a seven and a half tonner in front of me, two cars and a load of lads and bikes. And as soon as the cones split, like go, like the cones are no more, yeah. the cars go up the inside of the seven and a half tonner into a blind right-hander, which is the gooseneck. Like, what are they? Oh my God, this is one way. So long story short, past the seven and a half tonner, past the car, past all the bikes. Mate, we were flying. <laughs> and it was one of them. You know when you do something and you go, that was class, but at the same time, so how like how are you allowed to do it? I actually don't agree with it because there's a lot of people get hurt. A lot you know, of people get hurt. A lot of innocent lads out on a bit of a jolly to watch the TT. Like they're not race experienced. Like it's not like they're, you're letting them loose at Donington Park. No, you're letting them loose where if you crash or off the side of the mountain. Mate, I saw a guy when I was there. I genuinely swear. <laughs> swear to God, we was we come to a section. Me, David Johnson, and it was me, David Johnson, and I think Hickey might have been in the yeah. car. I can't remember. And we come up to this, and literally, you see a guy stood at the end over here, like just stood up, like looking around. And then you see mateys the skid marks, like the, obviously you know the, the crash marks of his bike could off the side. And I, and just like, well, the bike's down there, mate. Like it's gone. He's tucked the front going in, just lost his bike. And do you know, you just like. And the amount of fatalities that happen oh. on them roads, because people, I swear, see you guys go around and go, I can do that. I'm going to copy it. I can do that. You want to be on the is mountain in the flat? wind. Is this full flat? Oh! Oh, like, yeah. the, the, honestly, the bits of the mountain is so, so, so fast. And then you get like kinks, little kinks that if you're not on the right side of the road, you're going to run off the oh, road. You, they they don't even have names. Simon so, did that, didn't he? Simon ran off the road at yeah, one point, didn't mate, he? You, you get a lot, a lot of top racers. Like, you know, I think a young lad, Adam Lyon, you know, used to race in yeah. this paddock, you know, where, where Adam's crash was, it's probably more of a corner than a kink. But when you're doing all your homework, it's not really talked about. Yeah. Flip me, if you did not allow for that, you know, you, yeah. you know, unfortunately, the outcome can it be is, what it was it for is. Adam. But that is the risk of a TT. Like, it is. Our risk of short circuit racing is like there. Then you have like the Northwest, don't you? And then you have that TT is just like. It's an eerie place, though, isn't it? Like, I remember being there and somebody was killed, and it was kind of, it was it was weird. It was a weird, like, I can't really explain it. It was just a weird feeling being there. It was just, yeah, and then people lining up feeling, again, and yeah. it was like, 
because at BSB, if anything happens, it's kind of it's a big event, obviously as it should be. But like, yeah, it's just weird. It's, it's just funny, weird. You know, I can't like explain when you it. Say it's about, strange. Uh, come to BSB and you you like it's not like you're doing an office job, so there's the nerves, you know, and you know, you see your family whether they're here yeah. or they're not. Because I've road raced, like I don't get that. Like when I come here, so, yeah, like say shield. coming to Northwest, yeah. all the thoughts are coming into your head. Might win. Honestly, it's podcast. We're talking the truth. Might win, might die. Yeah, that's how it works. Because winning success and that's the worst. Yeah, but see, coming to here, no thoughts of that. No, no worry whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, I said to someone the other day, I was like, I feel like that's me. I'm safe till the Northwest next year. Yeah, it's how the brain thinks. But then when you go to the TT, you kind of have what you have at Northwest. But only it's heightened. a two week event. The course is even more unforgiving. There is less rest days, so practically every day you're on the bike. Yeah. So it's so intense. I I I loved it. I loved the first week. I loved practice week. No expectation. Newcomer getting quicker every night. It's like, oh my god, he's on 128 first race. Flip, he's broke the newcomer record. And then from then there was a lot of incidents. You know, unfortunately, fatalities were happening like every other day. And people we knew, you know, Davy Morgan, long, long, long term racer yeah. from home, and the, the Stockton's the sidecar lads just got to meet them in a kebab shop. And yeah. you know, on the first night, and you know, we, we bonded with each other through the whole thing. And whilst that was happening, I'm looking at Laura and I'm looking at my mum and my dad. And you know, when you feel like thinking, like a bad oh, dog, yeah. you feel guilty. Yeah, like, why are they I'm looking this? at my kids and I'm like, what am I doing? And then your brain's like, no, you want to be here. Yeah, and then you're like. No, but what, what am I doing? I loved it, but for me, it was like the power stack car, I think, for Petruzzi. So I got to put a big, massive tick through a bucket list goal. And whilst doing it, I became the fastest ever newcomer. And that's how it will remain. And I'll never go back and race it again. Yeah, so that's it. You're done. That's yeah, it, that's, that's a good thing, yeah. though, because, like I said, you've scratched that itch. You've done it. You've probably gone there. And, like you said, you couldn't look at your kids when you're eating breakfast. Like, how is that? Like, oh. It's so not normal, is it? Like, <laughs> so, it's so. <coughs> saying in my throat I'm not sure what that is Covid no, Covid Covid <laughs> But yeah Like that's so not normal For like A person If you go and work in London You kiss your kid goodbye in the morning You say right I'll see you after school Do you know what I mean It's done Like It's so not normal is it And like But in our circle Like in our circle Of like Whether we're all in the paddock together At BSB North West TT It's normal Like It's really hard thing isn't it To like For like for, for Laura Like when I don't know What, what it's like for Laura for Steph when she come raging She was like why are you telling people? Like, even now, are you all right? People go, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm brand new. Steph's like, no, you're not. You're still injured. I'm like, oh, I'm basically brand new. I can walk, I can <laughs> run, oh, I'm fine. We're but all very powerful weird, in our minds, it? it's, it's, it's crazy weird how thing. mentally strong you need to be to be a motorcycle racer. But it's... that sets you up for the afterlife because when you go to business meetings and you talk to businessmen about things and they think this is crucial, this is critical, you're like, this ain't life or death, mate. Like, we you're make gonna, things happen, yeah. I think. Do you believe that? Yeah, like, your furniture is going to get delivered, or this is going to happen, or that's going to happen, or like I think it gives you such a it gives you such a base to set up your life. Like, yeah, I always ask people on the podcast, "What do you plan on doing after life?" And they like, like a few of them, I don't know actually, but I think you just know what you're going to do. You know, you're going to fall into something. Successful. Yeah. You just know. Like, I, I just, can't tell yeah. you what mine's going to be, but it'll be success because all we ever think of, like my brother Graham, is a great example. So Graham has dyslexia. You know, great ma- example, many, actually, many yeah. racers do. So like, uh, you know, I would have wound him up when he was younger, but getting a B and a D mixed up, you know, just a bit of a brotherly joke. And, you know, his school wasn't his strong point. He also missed a lot of school because he pursued motocross yeah. from quite a young age. Done absolutely phenomenal motocross, British champion, World Grand Prix level. Switched to this sport, done well. Don't think got shown his potential because he ran no. quite a, 
a clap bike against our bikes as such, you know, like <laughs> I saw you wheeling that fucking piece of yeah, shit around like the paddock, you can't, mate. You can't I think the wheels and fairings are hanging on off a it. Six-year-old car, you spanning it, I think. Oh, that's more worrying. Oh, like, oh yeah, I, the guy bought groom and he's and he's on the tire warmers. It, it was so funny. 2019, <laughs> it was 19. Yeah, bought groom a Kawasaki. Borrowing bits of FS3, you were ringing out, run like, oh, can you give me the getting parts for sixty percent off? It was great, but no. He he then came and done that. He had quite a bad wrist injury, and it was at the point where he's he made money from racing. It was in to go into a proper shooter back team. We all knew his talent. You would have knew it, but you need a team to take a chance. Nobody was really doing it, so he quit. And I remember feeling so sorry for him because it was like, what is he going to do? Like you know, academically it wasn't his strength. Yeah. You know, just and that's what it was. But it turns out the determination of a top level racer. The drive and the 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 understanding for general knowledge and common sense and understanding what people want, yeah, what people yeah. want and yeah. what it takes to like. I think when you have drive and you wake up with that drive every day, he's ended up in working for a company, MET Healthcare. He they then, you and Andrew, yeah, they they sponsor yeah. me and Andrew, yeah. and he then basically decided, why don't we go to England, not just Ireland? So they made him a a, a shareholder, such from the England side. And they are flying. The company yeah, turns good. over millions and Graham is doing so, so, so well. So was it down to qualifications? No, because no. he doesn't have them. Was it down to what people might think, like the literacy and all that? Absolute nonsense. Doesn't have it. He is doing incredible and I'm so, so, so proud of him. And it's just, it's awesome to see. That, yeah. that is a winning mentality, what it does for you. Yeah, I was thinking that because the other day I was thought, imagine if well, like, I had to fill out a CV. Like, I've run a few businesses, I've raced motorbikes. But, mate, what you can put on your CV is mega. Like, the fact that you're working in the team community, like, constantly. So you you are worried about how he feels. You are worried. Oh, you've got him saying this about him and you're trying to get these and you, you're making everyone work together. And there's so much that you learn talking to sponsors, dealing with sponsors, dealing with money with sponsors like paying the government Un- paying understanding this, paying that. taxes yeah, everything yeah. everything that you yeah. learn whether we learn it the hard way or not we still learn how how everything works fundamentally and I think it's such a I don't know if someone comes sat in front of me wanted a job and they was like look I used to race bikes I'd be like alright like write down where you used to race what you used to do blah 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 and you would probably give them a job because you'd be like that is mega Like you, are, you know what you need you know what you want you know it's not getting given to you unless you go out and get it because people do that as well don't they? they go in their like their jobs and they go right get promotion next year but don't do nothing for it and you think yeah. we are not that way like <laughs> if we're going out to get it there probably are races that are that way that are a bit lazy I don't know maybe it's the British championship thing we just want thing. to be better and better yeah, and better and better don't we and I think that's why racing's got so hard now because five, I remember five six years ago five people would go around Alton Park quick the rest of them would be like 37s 30s <laughs> you know what I mean now everyone's doing like 35s the pace is crazy you even. have say Dean Harrison yeah. who was seen to be an out and out road racer yeah who used to come and get warmed up. And I really, someone who I really admire, and again, his work ethic, he's came, he's kept his head down, he's grafted his absolute nuts yeah. off, and he comes away at Alton Park, I think, in the top 10. I know, mega. Like, so, do you know, like, was it natural talent with Dean, or was it hard work? I'm sure he would probably say hard work. Yeah. Because the natural talents are like your Kyle Rides, your Ryan Vickers, all yeah. these young kids. Yeah. But they're not always the ones that win. No. You know, there's so hard work is such a, to me, it's the biggest quality that we have as a community. And like you say, in your pit garage, you are the center of that garage. Yes, there's team managers, but you're like the nucleus and you can control how the tire man feels, how the engineer, the electronics, the mechanics, the hospitality staff, you can control and manage the emotions of that group of people. And that's something that is a trait that you can bring into 
and a career outside of racing because it's a team effort yeah although it's a team effort and you can't do your job without having a team around you it's still if you're not happy or if the bike's not performing you're the one riding that you're the one then giving that information back you're the one that's emotional you know that's kind of how it is isn't it and it's like you can really piss everyone off in that garage or you can really make everyone's day it's mad isn't it I've definitely done both before definitely <laughs> pissed a few people off <laughs> I think I've had water over a laptop didn't Bernie uh, dock you some money because you were uh, slagging people off on Twitter or something weren't it what was your comment think, on Twitter uh, it was years ago weren't 2000 it 2000 and he definitely docked me <laughs> Thruxton 2018 so me and Andrew were Paul was it both in the front row I followed row. you around that like, qualifying genuinely uh, so he followed you I followed yeah, him yeah, that's right yeah so we all like, mega lap good good lap time but we really struggled to keep the tyre um, the twin was so good around there but not over a race distance so all these changes came to race 3 bike was turned inside out came in it was same old. I, I, I was trying to not even Emotional. use the tyre I came in tyre fell apart came in and was like like probably F and Marquez couldn't even ride that yeah and yeah, it was in front of the team sponsors and it's not professional to do any. He was like, that's you, fine. Like, you know, fair, do you know what? Thinking back, it's a way of setting discipline. But yeah, you'll you find, need me, it. find me a couple of grand or whatever. Yeah, yeah mate, I'd do that. <laughs> Imagine just because that's the only thing that will shut you up. If yeah. you, not you personally, but I mean, shut you up as well. Because if, you, if they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to find you 200 quid, like... <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're right, okay, yeah, that's what I mean. You probably would, wouldn't you? But if they like make it hefty and follow through with it... You're like, because yeah, you come yeah. in, you're being ignorant, but then the, the team yeah. want to win too. So yeah. it's like you're having a go at the team, but they, they're they trying every bit as hard as we're trying. So they're probably not the people to not give off to is the team. Yeah. And if you don't beat, if you don't beat up the, the, the bike after a, a bad race, then they think you're not passionate. Yeah. Because we're, mate, the adrenaline's surging through us. Like you can't even explain to people that had the adrenaline. If you could bottle up and say to someone that's You'd a non motorcycle rider, let me just inject this. Yeah. This is a. This is the last lap of Oldham Park just and crossing the line feeling... You just walk around punching screens <laughs> off things, smashing headbutting things. You couldn't things, do day-to-day life feeling like that. Yeah. Yeah. Be and it, it's mental, isn't it? So people wonder, like, the Sealy thing with Alex Olsen at, um, at Alton Park. Mate, he's reacting. Alex was reacting. He was reacting. They're all reacting because there's so nice much... Lads. I know. Both and there's nice so lads. much adrenaline <laughs> coursing through you that the only way you know how to react is just punching <laughs> things, I guess. I don't know. But it is, it is a weird thing, isn't it? And it is like... I guess yeah, like that's what we do. That's but and we're used to channeling that, aren't we? I guess like in normal life, with an office job, you ain't getting that. No, you ain't channeling I, it either. I, I I don't think again, but I couldn't do. I have that both. It's all right. I get like, both yeah. of them in it. I don't mind yeah, you it. Are. You're, you're you're a bit of a you're yeah. a bit of a handyman, aren't you? Yeah, Managing not, a company, yeah. racing yeah. a bit. Well, you don't really do a lot of racing. I'm not handy. You haven't, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't turned up too much. This I know. Year, I didn't or, really. did, uh, you're at Alton Park, Watson. Did, what yeah. was it like commentating? Did was good, it good fun? Easy, easy because we're passionate. We know what to looking for. You know. It's, it's passion so it's easy to do you know I know we use lads inside out I know how you race I know so it was easy for me yeah I mean I don't know how it'd be for like if I was commentating in 10 years time on people I haven't raced but yeah. for us you'd do the same so thing so easy to talk about something yeah. that you love so much yeah. really isn't it yeah but right, we're going to move on to this part of the podcast it's called the track review I ain't got a name for this either so <laughs> I need names, all right? I'm looking at you. But um, it doesn't have to be anything specific. Well, it has to be something specific, but it can be your favourite track for many reasons. What is your favourite track? I'll start with this question. What's yeah, your favourite track? It's a, it's a good question. Pick uh, one. Uh, pick one. Donington Park GP. Oh, easy then. And what is the most memorable moment there? I know. I think I know what you're going to say. Uh, foot peg falling off and finishing third position. Oh, I weren't going to say that. I was going to say, oh no, because actually Andy beat you when you smashed into each other. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that ain't your favourite yeah. moment. Memorable moment. That was but good though, Bro- 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 Bro-
Last, last year it was uh, just got in the lead. Had lined Brad up for a bit, um, raced three and came through the S's and the foot peg snapped off and it dropped. Like I tried so hard. How many laps I, did you do with it? Oh, about six. Oh, man. But it dropped back the fourth, well, lap and a half to go and it was the right foot peg. So obviously I don't get my body off the bike at the best of times, but to, you know when you're turning in and it's all in the front, you need to hang off to help it. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't really do it. I had my foot on the exhaust and I... I was like, do you know what? I was going to win this. I really deserve a podium. So I had so much determination and I turned into coppice on the last lap, all on the front, mate. Just nailed it. Like, I think in the second fastest lap of the race, on the last lap of the race. No foot peg. No foot peg. And Tommy had a wee bit of a spin up coming out of coppice and I got back by him into the asses. I knew I didn't need a foot peg for the Melbourne loop because I'd take my foot off and jam it in the ground anyway. And then the last corner was a left. So probably that was one of the, you know, one of them races you do and you get, loads of nice messages How did on I even get that? from words yeah. bike riders and stuff and all and yeah that was uh, that's probably one of my most yeah. memorable moments and favourite part of the track breaking into the Melbourne loop is it yeah, yeah, yeah I just love that old yeah. stop go stuff yeah I do actually that's quite especially with your free finger breaking <laughs> um, any tips for any track day riders going there use the curbs at the chicane yeah. if it's a nice dry day because um, we make the chicane bang, bang. less of a chicane so we yeah, make it straight don't we yeah don't be afraid to use the curbs um, and watch Craner curves on a cold day on the left hand side <laughs> yeah please watch Craner curves <laughs> it's a club please we give it a free lap. growing up but it's the one club we're all in that we didn't want to be in mate honestly <sighs> I've smashed some bikes up down there it's shitty isn't it Oh. It's nice. Have you been on the new track surface? Nah, yeah, you've been on it. Is it grippy? Mate, it's Andrew so Reagan's just going to qualify and could be one and a half to two seconds a lap the, faster. The lap times overall going to be faster. Tire wear going to be an issue with more grip? Don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know where I'm at with the, with everything anyway because <laughs> yeah, I haven't ridden. No. So I don't, it's really funny because everyone says to me, how are you feeling for the weekend? And normally you go into the weekend, you've got full of confidence. I know the bike's doing this. I know I feel this. I know I'm doing that. But this weekend, I've got like so many question marks because I don't know how the bike's going to be. I don't know how I'm going to be on the bike. I don't know. I've got so many like, I could yeah. win it by 10 seconds or I, be at P30, honestly, but I don't know. me if you're right in FP1 and you're fast straight away. BM's yeah. working well from what I see this mm. year. You're, you're, you're a winner you know you know that injuries you know probably shouldn't be trying to give a rival confidence but no, I broke just, yeah. the vertebrae that you've broke and a few more you know I uh, you raced with him because you're a tough a Northern Irish yeah, man yeah, I'm a Northern pussy man. you're a pussy so I raised <laughs> but no what I'm saying is like I've yeah. I broke them and I've crashed and I've landed on my back at all and yeah. there's been no issue so yeah. right, you're, you know what I you should do. be fine the issue I've got at the minute is I've, where I've de- so they call it degloving I've ripped the the glute oh, off the hip joint told me this, that yeah. is sore so when you run your glute obviously does this mine is unattached so it's so free can you run I can't run at the minute no oh. but I don't you're, actually, you're I'm, an unreal runner but I mean like I've been really enjoying cycling so I'm not that bothered at the minute I've been really enjoying cycling that's good weather's good cycling I might be quicker yeah I ain't done, I haven't done a run in a <laughs> while because I thought I was my a good my fastest 5k was motivated by you because so I've said to, my, what I've said to what myself was 16, 26 oh, like that's, what was I 48 or something yeah it was funny because I thought to myself oh I need to set a pace for the first 3k and then I'll, and then just I'll just see how it. I feel and if yeah. I can manage so I sort of managed a, K, a 3k at like 421 pace or something no 321 mm-hmm. pace is it 321? yeah it would be it? when you're on it yeah, yeah 321 pace and then last 2k I just upped it and upped it to 308 the last k how did the last k at 308? I don't know how I did it I just felt good and I literally was like that, but, but the do boys you not find like a 5k it's not like yes it's fitness and it's uh, no, ball stride balls, and all that yeah. but it's mentality yeah it is digging in if someone says yeah what's it like run the 5k in 16 minutes 
Honestly, it's like doing 100 metres yeah. for 16 minutes. Yeah. It's just, I'm not quitting. The and first you go, K and, you and, go the, and you go. the last K are the same. They feel the same. You get you blow up at the first K and you just, it's how you can manage that blow up. You stay blown up. You just but keep I run with guys that do like 14 minute 5Ks. Oh. And like uh, Scott's got the record, uh, his 10K, no, sorry, his half marathon, 62 minutes. Oh. Hour and two. Yeah, I did a half in That's sick. an hour and 20 six I think yeah, an hour and 24 yeah. just went like one day on my own had some yeah, porridge mate. thought I'm going to go for a run yeah. and it turned into a half but that's good but I'll tell you now they, they start, crazy but what they if do. you stuck to it though if you said right that's the thing that is really different when you compare what we do and what like let's say a runner I always say a runner and use them comparatively because it's like if you go right I've got London Marathon in 16 weeks I've got a 16 week training plan if I hit every marker up until then my target time is this. I'll do that. Yeah. It's not like that with this game. You can be the fittest, the mentally strongest. You could go out tomorrow and bloody break down at turn one, miss the session, have the same problem in FP2, miss the session, and there's nothing you can do yeah. about it, is there? And it's so frustrating that Plus, you can do we everything. we can't build up for one, like people talk about, like a boxer. Yeah. They, maybe it's changing now because they might have more than one fight in a year, but they, they build up, they have this boom fight, and then they can go switch Three off. Month, so four month training camp, yeah. Whereas we start in January. We need to be as fit in Easter weekend in April as what we need to be in the second weekend yeah. in October. Yeah. And all the weekends in between. So how do you manage that? And I honestly, experience, like I I train hard, but I used to like, like slaughter myself in the gym and I don't do that now. Yeah. And if I have niggles and old injuries and nurse around them, I yeah. don't do what hurts them because we, we can't just go boom. No. We have to stay. It's so, it's like, so hard. It's so difficult. And that's when you get an injury, you're kind of like, yeah. right, now I've injured... <laughs> oh, I feel like I've lost loads of fitness when Can't you haven't really yeah, like, but oh. you just have to go right I've got to be fit and that's what I say to people like it's like 99% and, is yeah. what we need all year yeah and people say oh are you gonna how long are you gonna race motorbikes for and I'm like well as long as I can stay fit because yeah. if you stay fit every year like it's fine isn't it but it's I'm so, never retiring I always look at Jeremy Williams like mate, he's 59 he just has second he's position be in North West. He's I know, a legend, yeah. isn't he? And you wouldn't think... You've got to get him on the podcast. Yeah, he has baggers. some good stories. He's King of the ba- Baggers. King of the yeah. Baggers. He was doing King well, wasn't he? He is a legend. He's mad, isn't it? Right, we're going to move on here because we've been, we've been doing some waffling now. <laughs> And we're gonna have to. I'm just getting I'm over time. You, the longer I talk, I'm the more I get paid. I'm gonna have to get you on right? for another session, mate. You, you, you and your brother. I've never heard your brother talk so much. <laughs> right. So this is my special quiz, yeah. Before we tie things up, I've got a few other things I did want to talk to you about, but we'll have to do them another day. But this is um, my quiz, yeah. Buckens Bonanza. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Buckens Bonanza. Woo! That's the name of it now. I don't know what Bonanza means. Right, so I've got five. I've got, I know obviously you're into tennis and that, so I've got a yeah. couple of other little questions. But five questions. And the first one, what was Joey Dunlop's fastest TT lap? Oh, oh my God. 120... You're looking in the mirror, the window behind me. Six can you see? mile lower. No, well, I've got 123.8. Oh. This is off Google. So, which oh. male won the 2021 tennis US Open? Oh, it would have been. It wasn't Djokovic because he wasn't allowed in. Starts with an M. Oh, it was da- Danny Medvedev. Yeah, yeah Medvedev. So was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he took world number I'll one. I'll take a few points yeah. off of that. Yeah. So I'll give you. Yeah. A, yeah. Uh, how many BSB tiles does Paul Bird have? He has <laughs> six with. Shaky burn. Yeah. Oh, who the um, with? I think does he have eight in total? Eight in total. Yeah. yeah. I think his lot was one of them. His he was one. And, then and Brooksy. Oh, Brooksy. Yes. I, and no Redden. 
Oh, wow. Has he got more then? No, he is, it is eight, isn't it? Yeah, but it says eight, but then it, that's eight. not right, is it? Because so Shaggy has got six. His lot is one, seven. Is Shaggy six or five? I think he got six. We need to look at this now. My did, my phone says eight. Did his lot win it? Yeah, yeah. My phone says eight. Brooksy won it. Yeah. Red won, won it. it. Shaky. Shaky. So he's got eight or nine. Oh, uh, yeah. So right, the qu- qu- quiz master, what's the answer? I don't know. I need to find out. <laughs> I googled it. It says eight. But I think it's it. Yeah. It's at nine at the end of this year. But Reading didn't come. Oh, shit. Confidence. <laughs> what lap time did Bradley Ray do in 2022 at Cadwell? A Cadwell? Uh, remember, he went really fast. I thought you were going to say Alton. I remember his Alton one. Yeah, was, his Alton was fast. His Cadwell one. Oh, it was all in the last sector. He done a one. Push me off the front 25. row. 25.4. Yeah, banging, yeah. banging, banging. I was going to ask you for the next two digits, but I'm not going to do it, so I haven't got them written down <laughs> three, either. Three, three yeah. six. <laughs> and how many BSB wins did you rather have? He won two here, and he won at Thruxton against Redden on the old Honda. Yeah. He's going to go three. Four. Bugger, where don't else did he one is, I don't know. Where else Has he won two at Thruxton? Two at Thruxton, two at... Um, nah, yeah. I think he's won one at Thruxton. <clears throat> Four. Four. Silverstone, did he win one there before? No. Andy, we need you to confirm this. Know, but it's four to... on Google again. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, yeah, he will have four. Yeah. Where else did he win one? Like, hmm. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it then, mate. We've heard the <gasps> Frogman story. I think I know. Go on. Did he win the race here? Oh, I literally Googled that it. I crashed out of in 2020 at the end of the year when I folded the front in the wet. When I was fighting for a championship, don't know. I think he won that. Yeah, so I think he's know. won one at Downton GP, two at Downton National, one at Thruxton. Right, there's no extra bonuses for this or, or any money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Buckers Bonanza! <laughs> yeah, but mate, thanks for coming on. Obviously, I've, we've we've got more to catch up on. We need more time. So I'm going to have to do a Glenn Irwin episode two. Episode two. <laughs> but yeah, version one, episode two. But mate, sweet for coming on. Thank you very um, much, mate. Good luck yeah. with this as well. And I hope Cheers. the listeners continue to support you. Yeah, and I hope to do some ass kicking this weekend. Nice one, mate. Good luck. You'll be on it. Good luck. Cheers, guys. Make sure you're listening in for next week's episodes and uh, stay tuned on all the socials. Peace. (laughs) Fuck, you're so hot, mate. (laughs) I'm so hot. Get that aircon. Get that fucking aircon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.